Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the G&T Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 7, the all-winners season. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling G&T. Podcast. Clink. Okay, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We'll be doing it live. We'll be doing it real time. And real then we'll release. ASAP so that you guys can hear our opinions so that we don't get our ones diluted, diluted polluted, polluting, and polluting is not, not the way. way. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody um, out there who gets that reference, you're, yeah. our, you're our sisters and brothers. <laughs> you're, you're the right demographic. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly who we're trying to reach. Exactly. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> uh, no, great. It's a lovely day. It's a beautiful Friday. It's a public holiday. But we're sacrificing time outside. The, the queen... To- I mean, the queen. Oh, the queen. The queen. The, the queen. Regina. Regina George. Um, Elizabeth. Uh, mm-hmm. Jubilee. Something about... His, what, what, what's happening? The kids those? are calling it platy-jubes, apparently. That sounds... Like a platypus. Yuck. <laughs> that sounds like... Yeah, bedazzled, like, yeah. you know, bedazzled, like, area down there. <laughs> it's a platy-jubes. Yeah, well, I got my platy-jubes done yesterday, <laughs> so, yeah, what about you? My well, jubes my, is yeah, totally platy. I platied my, uh, my jubes down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is gender non-specific either. It could it could apply to any kind of uh, downstairs arrangement. Um, but, yeah, um, happy Platinum Jubilee. We hope you're having a lovely long weekend. That's why we're releasing a bit earlier today, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm off work. It's a great day. It was so lovely. We should go for a walk after this. I mean, <laughs> calm down. Um, I've been to the gym, Tom. <laughs> I've been to the gym. We both have. Because we're active and we're healthy. We're both doing quite well at the moment, actually, with our active lifestyle. Mm. I, think, I think we're on the right track, now, there baby. Is, there is nothing going on in the, the background. You know what? Here, we'll just do something. Let's just try see any facts that we know about these queens that people might not know. Just random things, okay? I'm just going to say oh. something and then you'll be like, oh, here's a fact. Or okay. here's something you probably don't remember. So we'll start off with Shay. Give us a thing about Shay. Shay, I guess like probably reasonably well known, but Shay emerged from the same scene as um, Pearl and Trixie and they were all friends together in Chicago before they were on Drag Race. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know that. Okay, I thought there was relative. I think you can tell, actually, I think the Chicago scene from that era, because Kim Chi was in that scene as well, um, had quite a distinct like makeup aesthetic. When Shay first arrived, there was a lot of de- geometric shapes in her makeup. She softened it a lot over the years. Uh, you know, her beauty has just continued to emerge. But I think you could see there was that distinctive kind of like slightly geometric kind of harsh lines thing going on. Mm. Okay, well, you didn't know that. So maybe some other people didn't know that. Um... I yeah I didn't. Well, that's one for Shay. You you give us one for another one. Um. Well, I, I was telling you before. Uh, Jinx. Jinx. Yeah. But Jinx Monsoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Used to be a blonde. Ooh. Because I I associate her so much with flame red hair, both in and out of drag. Now and and this sounds credible. Apparently, like you know when they do the promo looks and mm-hmm. everything, you're told to give um to bring certain looks. Mm-hmm. They give you a color board or a mood or you know a vibe, and you have to come with those looks. And they did a Greek goddess for their promo. Wasn't they it? didn't like any of Jinx's stuff. So then um, their team, for the course, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I hundred percent believe. <laughs> and then they um so they got their own team to style her, and so mm. they gave her a red wig, and Jinx liked it, so she kept it. So it goes beautifully with her skin tone because she always presents as so fair-skinned mm. and the red hair just sets it off beautifully. Which is why during the runways um, of the show, you, you'll notice that Jinx was blonde a few times, mm-hmm. if not most. No, she's mostly been red, but I, I found it somewhat jarring when she was blonde in her um, Vanna White realness. I was like, ooh, blonde Jinx, wow. Uh, what else do I know about Jinx? She hit the um, just while we're on the topic of hair. She did spoke speak about it openly quite recently. Um, over lockdown, um, she had hair restoration surgery. She was talking to Bob about it on um, like an Instagram live. Those two talking were just amazing. They're both such like hilarious, thoughtful people. But um, because she's uh, femme non-binary, um, her receding hairline was giving her quite a lot of uh, gender dysphoria. Um, so she got it sorted and she looks great. And it's, it's, most importantly, she now feels more at ease and more comfortable. Mm. I mean, we also do say that Jinx was, um, I think throughout the season, they were getting detox to try to do 
Jinx's makeup. Yeah, we, apparently Detox did help her a bit, but drew the line, I'm not doing her makeup for her. I'm not fixing her makeup. <laughs> she can walk out there I'm, with that I'm a contestant. On I'm a contestant on season five. I am not the stylist. I am <laughs> not on the makeup team, okay? you. I am not that person. She is also... Um, Jinx has said um, that the reason she went in so hard with her contouring was um, she was basically taught by by her her seniors in the Seattle uh, drag scene. It's kind of like those stage lights really wash you out. So if you want to have any kind of features on stage, you've got to go hard. So she thought more glamour meant more contour. (laughs) Um, So bless her. I mean, she's really sorted it out now. She looks soft and beautiful. She's had like 10 years great she's been practicing she's had 10 years Not everybody mean, gets better over 10 years some people get worse uh who who else who else do we know about? i don't know um just check out her name viv viv shops at home bargains oh yes we met the, we, <laughs> so we met the viv outside the home, home bargains, bargains in, liverpool. in liverpool um, um we went and said hi lovely lady so her, so lovely her husband gracious, as well her husband's, husband's lovely a, and they were the friend too yeah also lovely, so gracious, considering that we bothered them outside home bargains. I mean, we watched her recently on Hunted. People might not know she did. She's, oh, something a lot of people might not know. She's a huge Jurassic Park fan. She's got Jurassic Park tattoos, and she drops little Jurassic Park hints in a lot of her runways. For example, her white runway from the first episode, there was a mosquito in amber in her cane. I Okay. Tom's also a big fan of dinosaurs. Oh, I love dinosaurs. I I mean, I don't have the knowledge base I once had about dinosaurs because it was more of a childhood obsession, but I've retained some. So the Vivine before going on to UK season one was the UK ambassador she for RuPaul's that. Drag Race. Yeah. Um, so she she walked, She. she I mean, she, she had an appearance in season... We just it? watched it. What, what was All it? Stars 2. She was in the audience for the talent show or something no it was something i was re-watching quite recently it was definitely all stars 2 no it wasn't all no stars. no no i know exactly what it was Ep- season eight new wave queens there it is yeah, there yeah, it yeah. is yeah so she, she was, was in there. the audience so she walked the she the walked from there they didn't show it but she mm-hmm. did walk it there she was in the audience there and she got to see that so they've used to work in several bars in liverpool i used to see her live in places like superstar boudoir wonderful hostess always put on a great night great singer she sung live even then she didn't lip sync um most people that? don't know that Monet is a great singer. That is because she is not. <laughs> I love that. Just, uh... Should we move on to Monet then? Okay, Monet. Monet's I... an opera singer. She is classically trained. People hate got the cover. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> think that like... She's a bass though. She's yeah, a yeah, bass. Yeah. So um, I think I did hear her sing um, something in... In in in, in bass, not mm-hmm. about their bass. Um, he was really good in She's it. Very talented. Very good. So the, I think the reason why she was struggling with that high notes because mm-hmm. if, if I mean, come on, going from a bass uh, like a soprano, that was a that's a high note. Yeah, um, I think a fact that a lot of people forget about Monet because they don't seem to associate much is that Honey Davenport is her drag mother, mm. but that doesn't make Monet a Davenport. But Honey is her drag mother. Andy Davenport. Honey, Dra- Honey Davenport from season 11. Um, she put Monet in drag for the first time and is officially her drag mother. Okay. Okay. She, you know, she's New York queen. It makes sense. Hon- Honey's one of those queens I'd love to see come back from all stars because I feel like they just got rid of her too quickly on season 11 and she had a lot to give. That poor girl went in debt with her runways. Yeah, yeah, she she has said it a few times, yeah, hasn't she? Yeah. Who else do we have? Trinity, do you have any news about Trinity? Um, news or like unusual facts. Anything about her. I can't think of anything about Trinity. No, there was there was drama surrounding Trinity during lockdown. Um or, or whenever that period was um regarding She Devil by Night, which was some eyes. kind of yeah, I'm running my eyes as well. It was some kind of like Twitter page or Reddit or something. Who so was... I got most of my info from like Bessie Queen. I think it was Bessie Queen's video. You should, guys, you should check it out because Bessie Queen's really, really good at doing like these journalistic pieces where she compiles loads, loads of information and basically puts it in a really palatable, unbiased form. What what it was basically, there was somebody on Reddit who seemed like a total Trinity stan and like stood up for her every opportunity. 
um, that people started to suspect was Trinity with um, a secret account. But then this account claimed to be a trans woman of color. And so everybody was like, if that is Trinity, then that's not on that she's pretending to be a trans woman of color. I mean, in the past few months, Trinity has actually come out as trans or identifying as trans. She has stated that publicly, but obviously saying that she's a woman of color wouldn't be in any way appropriate. Um, but from what I can tell, Trinity, had, people thought it was her because she somewhat sarcastically or incompletely replied to a a tweet where somebody quoted she about devil by night and all she said was i'm still on reddit it felt like she hadn't read the tweet properly or something um and that she has since publicly denied that she she deviled by night several times and there's no evidence to say that she is she devil by night i think everybody should just let it go frankly yeah <laughs> i wonder I though if her, her lucifer might have been a little reference to it devil Oh, she's not helping it, is she? I think it's a great way of it. Re- reclaiming it. And like, look, I am the devil. And I I'm mean, hilarious. We, we've said this before, but Raja, who I know from America's Next Top Model. Tell us some stuff Sutan. you remember about Raja when she was Sutan on ANTM. I just remember Sutan. Yeah. Sutan being a makeup artist who actually came in drag on the show. Mm. Um as Raja or as Tyra, she would, she came in as Tyra. She did drag. She dragged up as Tyra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean that's where I know her. She just she, for me she was famous before RuPaul's Drag Race. So when mm-hmm. I saw her on there, I was immediately like, oh, I know that's that's Sutan. That's mm-hmm. Sutan from America's Next Top Model. And I mean one of the the main things that that made that kind of gave me status for her as an mm. as an as an artist or someone in the industry is when she um in in while America's Next Top Model was at its peak yeah and and still in its peak she made the comment of I'm so over the broken back doll look <laughs> yes. for the poses yeah um which I was like Tyra was is, still advocating that, exactly that, I was like that is so bold mm. I was like wow he's like you know and, and only if you are so confident in your, you know, in your own abilities. In, yes. Would you say some, a statement like that? And I just thought she was so ballsy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, this, she's, I mean, back it up. Like, do you know who could tell us a lot about Raja? And I think we'll be catching up soon at some point. There's nothing, but is, is Joe Howard. Mm. Yeah. She, she knows Raja and could tell us a few um, sips of tea. I think one other thing about Raja is he's indirectly responsible for the winner not being, for filming different endings because season three Perez Hilton who thankfully most people well not most people but a lot of people won't really know who that is anymore but he was a celebrity blogger um when I was in uni so we're talking over a decade ago um and he was really mean and he was really spiteful really body shaming um and he leaked the Raj Red one um, ahead of season three so after that from season four onwards they filmed multiple endings I mean, he's been absolutely. He just wouldn't survive in today's climate the way that absolutely he was. Absolutely not. And also, he I was think that's banned, why he's gone to obscurity. He was banned from TikTok, and he did that quite like some really embarrassing. Where he's like crying and saying, he's "Please, please to Charlie, Charlie, someone that, that didn't yeah. he slag off t- Charlie Mali, who's like a child? Yeah, and then yeah. he was like begging her. And he was like, "Please." Like, it was just it was really humiliating. It's really cringe to watch a grown man. He, <laughs> like, he was on Big he Brother. So and he was cringe. He, I don't say this about many people, but he's pretty vile. Yeah. I, he, he's just he's I'm a, he's ugh. a grown man who should know better okay let's get to the episode so we I, know. we've not said everyone well Evie, Jada yeah them the, I feel like they're two queens that I don't feel like I know well, I don't know well. anything about them that's well, the thing I mean we know oh, most people probably know Jada is Kamora Hall's sister and their drag mother has what I think is one of the best uh, drag names ever Taj Mahal <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, we all know this. Evie Oddly and uh, Willow Pill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evie Oddly is Willow Pill's drag mother, essentially mum, but calls sister. her sister because it ages her. Apparently, drag drag family. Yeah. They're in the same drag family. Oh, also, um, Evie's dad's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> facts are facts, America and UK. And, you know, globally. And guys, look it's him a up. fact. If you don't yeah. believe us, look him up. It's a fact. Yeah. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> so far, so far, the queens of the legendary legend band is Shay, Monet, Jinx, Jada, and Trinity. Now, Trinity, she could have had two. Yeah, but she was blocked by Shay. Um, 
I mean, testament to Trinity as an all-rounder queen. Uh, the three then that don't have one so far, Evie, Raja, and, and Viv. Can I just take a moment to, th- to talk about Viv, actually? is I, f- I think Viv is so amazing and multi-talented, and I feel like she's been slightly buried in the edit so far. I feel like there's two things going on. I think she, she and she said this in an untucked, she's genuinely a little bit starstruck by the other girls. I think she sees them slightly more as celebrities than peers, some of them more than others. Like she's toured with Trinity and stuff and she, and Monet and she seems to have a friendship with them. But I genuinely think she's like a little bit, wow, this is the American stage now. But I, I really, really want her to move past that because she's such an amazing queen. But I also think, I also think she's been buried in the edit a little bit. Just like we're not seeing as much of her as some of the other girls. But then I, I guess, you know, it, it, she did actually say on Instagram that like a lot of her um, Snatch Game stuff was cut. Mm. Yeah. I know queens say that quite frequently, but I do think Viv has done such an amazing Snatch Game in the past. And I, I expected her to be like really, really shining in Snatch Game. And she was really good. She was really solid. But that does make sense that some of her bits were cut. I mean, when I think of the Viv, I don't think of her as um, a, a person who stands stands by. She's, yeah. she's such a force. She's a total force. She's, she's a total force. Mm. And so seeing her kind of quiet in the workroom seeing her not as bold seeing mm-hmm. her kind of like on the sidelines of the of you know of of of, of these winners it's, it's for me it's strange and viv says it in the beginning of this episode like you know before the next day she says not winning is not in my character and, and you know what not. and i know that people are thinking like oh god you know she's being cocky but that I want it on a t-shirt. I want it yeah. on a mug because <laughs> yes. when I think when I think of the Viv, mm-hmm. that is exactly what I think of. When I don't think of her as losing or like even uh-uh. being safe. When I think of the Viv, she dominates. She really dominates. She she is her, a dominant. Her, her one week episode was the girl band challenge. I don't really know what happened there. The rest of the time she killed it. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, that was a really awful noise. I'm so sorry. I hope nobody heard that. Well, Tom, okay, before you disgusted everyone, <laughs> oh, no. Viv saying not winning is not in my character is is the truth. Let it be written. Yeah. Let it be written because mm. that that's that's who I, that's the Viv that I think of. Yeah. And that's the Viv I wanna I wanna see a bit more of him. Whatever it is that she's facing, I just wanted to I, smash it, smash the world. Smash the world. Um, tell those bullies tell those that bullies. they that you can do anything, okay? <laughs> you can be whoever you want. Yes. You smash it and you smash the world. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Lovely Electra. She left us with that, didn't she? We say it on like a daily basis nowadays. Smash it, of, smash the world. If one of us goes to the gym, we go, smash the world. Smash the world. Um, yeah. So I, I need, we'll get into it in a second, but we know there isn't. it's a Jersey Justice style improv challenge this week. So I'm hoping this is Viv's week, but we'll get into it in a moment. Right. Yes. Okay. Anything else interesting from the girls coming back in the room? Anybody wants to talk about? Nothing. Nothing. It's the, just the girls coming in, having a little kiki. There is another separate little club here, which is the Plunger Circle. Well, that is not a thing. Don't make it a thing. Trinity, Shay, and Jenks. No. I mean, these are the girls who are perceived as a big threat. That's why they get plunged. Right? So that's another kind of like little elite group, I think. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> sure, Jan. Sure. Should we get into the main challenge? Because there is no mini challenge. Okay. So, yes, the, we can get into it. Let me just find the maxi challenge for this week. They need to improv their way through the Enchanted TV court show, and it's called Fairy Tale Justice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be working in two teams, and they'll have to transform into storybook characters to relitigate infamous fairy tale miscarriages of justice. Okay. Basically, if you guys remember All Stars 4, uh-huh. it's Jersey Justice, but with fairy tale characters. So that's, I mean, this sounds like it's going to be really fun. Um, improv challenges. It's an improv challenge. It's an absolute improv challenge. Now, yeah. they've put they put it to two teams. There's Team Jada and Team Trinity because they won last week. Mm-hmm. Now, Team Jada is, consists of Jinx, Monet, and Evie. And their case is Blow the House Down Boots, <laughs> a sordid tale of the three little pig sisters and the big bad wolf. Not being funny, you can have a lot of fun with a character characters called the three little pig sisters. Considering this is a, a queer drag show, 
I want one of the girls to really take it there. Yeah. 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 Team Trinity consists of Shay, Verve, and Raja, and their mm-hmm. case is she done already done had herses, and it's all about a queen named Goldilocks who has some serious boundary issues. Wow, that sounds good as well. Now, what do you think about the order of the picks? Were you surprised that Raja was picked last? Uh, no. Raja's not known for her improv. Should we get into now, like, what the girls have done before and what we expect from them in this challenge? The only thing I want to say is that if I was Jinx, because Jada blocked me, and Jinx chooses me first, I would have I would have had words. <laughs> I would have had words. I would have been there going, no, 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 no. You, you don't get to choose me. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't get that. You don't get to harness my power, dear. No. I'm sorry, dear. I'm going to block you back. <laughs> this the is the power of the plunger. I get to block mm-hmm. you. I will go on your team if you take the plunger back. Uh, let's talk about, yeah. So if we go back to the seasons, kind of get an idea of how we think the girls are going to go mm-hmm. or like, you know, what improv challenges they had. We can start off with Manet and Trinity. Sorry, Manet and Trinity, because they were both in All Stars 4 yeah. and they did Jersey Justice in they All Stars. Did. They did. Now... Um, Trinity was pretty solid. She was in a pair with Valentina, wasn't she? Yeah. She was fine. She was fine. Like, she she didn't win the episode or anything, but she was fine. Yeah. Yeah. She played in the scene. I always find it so interesting, and we, we have spoken about this before. Snatch Game is also improv, but you're improving as a character. You probably had the opportunity to practice at for months. So being great at Snatch Game, i.e. Trinity, doesn't necessarily translate to being great conventional improv challenge she was fine in that one yeah monet was also like fine but like she was in a team with latrice and monique she was better than latrice but not as good as monique mohart Mm. i mean again i think monet was fine monet was fine but that's not her only improv challenge no she had bossy rossi in season 10 where she was also kind of fine but was fine like, she, was, <laughs> she was outshone by cameron michaels which was a big surprise to everybody right um because cameron was that quiet queen who was kind of getting lost in the edit up until that point as well and monet was known as such a funny girl thus far and i hope i hope she breaks through and changes that monet Monet's natural comedic talent and being a funny girl has not actually translated to improv challenges. So let's hope that she's had a chance to finesse that in the past few years. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's it's the difference between being funny on the on the fly, mm-hmm. on the go, and reacting in the moment and finding jokes. You know, mm-hmm. in in the scene, as opposed to sitting down and thinking of comedy, and I think a lot yeah. of queens, a lot of people, actually are more comfortable preparing something, mm-hmm. um, preparing a comedy speech or p- preparing something like jokes. I think to be in the moment um, and improv, I think is quite scary yeah, and quite right. difficult because you have to be so good at it to just mm-hmm. really sit in the scene and just listen and react and at the same time thinking mm-hmm. of something that can make it funny or add to and and reacting to what someone's giving it's just so yeah. much is going on i find improv quite scary oh me too. i think i would as well but like take a leaf out of valerie cherish's book and do a session with the groundlings you know mm. mm-hmm. the groundlings what? The Grand Plains. They're an improv troupe in LA that Lisa Kudrow was actually a member of before being on Friends. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're quite a famous improv group, the Groundlings. I've never... I didn't know. That's okay. Didn't know. Um, um, who's next, then? Well, well, we did Trinity. I don't think Trinity in season nine had an improv challenge. Not specific. Um, they had acting challenges, but not improv. They did the breakfast show challenge that had like a little bit of improv, but she's not jumping out in my memory. Oh, actually she was bottom for that one. That's when she lip synced against Charlie Hyde's. Okay. Yeah. So then she maybe struggled she's in that one. Not the, yeah. Ooh. Unless she's inhabiting a character, she's had a chance to workshop for months. I think she struggles a little bit with improv. Uh, Shay season nine. No. Well, the same thing with that. But she won that challenge with Sasha. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was a joint win. I remember with the chocolate. Okay. You know what? I remember them eating it was, was chocolate on the broccoli. <laughs> yeah. The whole time I was just thinking, they are so committed to yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that is disgusting. I think I could eat chocolate on broccoli. Yuck. 
I could do that. Oh, Tom. I couldn't do most of the things on Dragula, but I could do that. That's just not... Ugh. Yeah. No. Okay, so Shay's got a good reach. So far, she's got a, a good background in, in, uh, in improv. All Stars 5, they also did that TMZ thing. Which I didn't think was good. On the whole, not the best improv challenge yeah. in general. Yeah, and Shay and Alexis were in a pair and they were fine. They were fine. Cracker and Juju B won that one, didn't they? Or Cracker was good. The most memorable. Cracker was good. I, I remember her. I remember her. Mm. Um, her she she just like came out with all this. She it? came out with all these quotes. Mm. When you heard there could be, when you heard there could be a hundred room people in a room, you were shocked. I, rem- <laughs> yes. I remember her saying that. It's just she came out with all these amazing <laughs> one-liners. So yeah, when I think of that, um, the improv in, in All Stars Five, I think I'm Miss Cracker. Absolutely, yeah. I think I'm Miss Cracker. Monet and Alexis did a perfectly decent kind of bitchy housewives bit, didn't they? Mm. And it was decent. Um, now, Jinx, Jinx in season five. Again, the earlier mm. seasons didn't have improv challenges. Season five, to my mind, didn't have even anything, apart from Snatch Game, that could in any way re- like resemble an improv challenge. Everything was scripted, comedy yeah, you're or right. music or dance. They had the children's TV show where Jinx was bloody amazing, but oh, that wasn't was improv. So good. It wasn't improv. I th- I think it was quite heavily scripted. There might be one or two improv bits, but it wasn't really an improv challenge. No. And then they they had the other... The... Yeah, that was funny. You scripted. are mad stupid if you think you are going to mess with our familia. <laughs> Again, that was that wasn't improv. Um, but because they're doing a courtroom scene, mm-hmm. there was a bit of improv in the semi-finals for the clip. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said objection. Yeah. Do you remember? If, if the shoe doesn't fit, you that must was acquit. that was improv. Uh, I think there were scripted bits and they just had a bit of fun with it. Um, Roxy, what's the motivation for your character? Uh, a bitch. In <laughs> <laughs> her spit take. I hear it took sp- about her, it ten was, minutes. It was like it was like Squirtle's um water gun. <laughs> Hydro what's pump. What's it? Hydro pump. Girl, <laughs> she was like bubble beam. She was like it was uh, you know when you go into that fountain mm-hmm. and, and then there's that fish and then the water's coming up. Right. That's what I think of. Her <laughs> Spatake was just like so. No, yeah, but I'm all in the courtroom. That that was improv for season five. So if we if we just go from there, but uh, that, I guess the only true improv that we can go for Jinx is that we know she's a master of snatch game. So I do kind of have high hopes for her here. Well, yeah, I know we're saying it's different, but it's that kind of the only thing we got to go off. Mm. And she's such a natural comedian. I just don't see how Jinx can do a bad job here. Yeah, Jinx is going to be great. Mm. I mean. Jada, we got the look over there. Which she won. She won. She did. And she was great in that. Confusion. <laughs> yeah, that's confusion. I also feel that um, Jeff Gold, Goldblum really Jeff, Jeff, liked Jeff, her. Jeff, he was just, he was just really, it's so, it's so nice mm. to have him to play off because he just went with everything. Jeff Goldblum and the lady as well, whose name yeah. escapes me at the moment, but they were both total pros in that and they were so much fun and they really gave to the girls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Jada, you know, it was one of those kind of um, pageant queen finds her funny moments. Um, so that's, you know, Jada could potentially do really well in this one. Yeah. 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 And she's funny in confessionals. She's she's like, she's got like this natural like charm about her, Jada. She's very likable. There's something about like her performances in these doesn't really, it's, for me, it comes off quite like it was a great performance in the moment in that time, but I do feel mm. like it's a one-off kind of thing. Or, or like it's it's not something that she can tap into and, and always get. Okay. Like you can, for example, like if you had to hire one of these girls to do improv, you would you would choose Jinx, and you'll choose Jinx because you know she can easily go into that and tap into There's it. Girl and here then, who I would and find hire as well, but we'll get to her in a moment. But that's why you would hire. You know, you're, mm. There's a confidence. In, in, in booking these certain people because you know that they can go there and always yeah. deliver. With whereas Jada, I mean, she was great in the challenges, absolutely was good, but I, I don't think it's something that she can easily go into and create. Okay, I think this this episode will be very very interesting. Then to see if she can tap into it again. We got Evie Oddly. When I think Evie Oddly season eleven, yeah, 
She was in the twerking, um, the police. Thing. What was it? The I want to call it like just LA LADP or something. LADP? Did they call it that? Because that's a pun, isn't it? DP is a thing. I'm told. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she she was paired with Akira when they mm-hmm. they couldn't stop twerking. Yeah, you will smack this today. Yeah, you will slap Akira this today. Killed it. The thing is, I don't remember Evie. She was I fine. only remember Akira because Akira mm. was just so good in that scene. Who was in that? Well, we had like Vanjie and Plastique who are rightly in the bottom. Oh gosh. We had Nina and Brooke who are good, and Akira who smashed it, and Evie who was good. She was she was fine. She was Akira would have overshadowed anybody in that scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Evie Evie was good. I remember her raising some chuckles and really committing to the character and stuff. I think with Evie, it's a matter of her getting the right character. We know she's not super smashing great at um, Snatch Game. Um, let's hope she gets the right character that she can really commit to with this one. I would say and they've got the Viv. And UK season one didn't have improv. No. So again, all we can do is even, again, it's not quite the same thing, but we can only go back to Snatch Game. And again, I think she's a natural comedian. I think she's funny. She's off the cuff. She's witty. I would would have high hopes for Viv in this, even though I don't have a proper improv challenge to base that on. That's all the queens? That's all the... uh, Raja. Roger. There were, again, there wasn't many improv challenges... In the earlier seasons, the closest they came was their breakfast show challenge again, and she was perfectly solid, paired up with Delta. But they've got such natural chemistry. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see how Roger does because um I just I I'm rooting for Raja because she's not got a star yet, and I feel like she should have one because she's actually been really like high but not quite made it to the 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 top two status like last week i adored what she made on that runway and lots of, do you know what instagram tells me as well because i posted it lots of other people agree with that yeah, yeah i um it is quite shocking that she didn't get us a, a badge a perfect like she epitomized golden opulence pepper beige realness yeah and she paid tribute yeah. to an icon <gasps> A true icon. La Peppa La Beja. La Peppa La Beja. La Beja. <laughs> In France, she's known as I La Peppa La mean, I mean, okay. So we can get into these. Should we? I mean, we can go in, we can watch the queens do their thing. And they'll do a bit just, of workshopping, won't they? And then yeah. We'll, uh, I can't wait to I see think we, I think what's going to happen is we're going to go straight into the improv. And Very then just, and just have a chat about it. But just, just uh, a, a little touch up, everyone. What are the rules of improv? Yes, and... Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Number one is yes. Uh-huh. Number two is yes and, and. yeah. Um, or never deny. Never deny. Never deny. No. Um, Don't deny who you are. Add to. Add, add to. to the mm-hmm. scene. Add to. Add to. Keep taking it somewhere. Yeah. Um, Do a funny accent. Hmm. Would be my way, probably. I don't think that's a role. No, no. (laughs) Tom, no. (laughs) Pretty sure it is, but okay. No, no. I I think it's just say yes. We always agree. Say yes and, which is not only just saying yes, but adding to it, which is is what I say. Make statements. There's no mistakes and and just always add information. Uh Never question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's but basically is improv. Okay, thank you for that masterclass. Yeah, I'm ready now. I'm, I'm ready to compete on Drag Race. I'm not, and, and, and just so <laughs> everyone knows, we yes, 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 we are going to give our opinions, but we are not experts <laughs> at, at all. I do not like improv. Don't you? No, I think I'd find it really, really hard. I don't. I, I don't think. Do you remember, like, when we think of certain queens who are because my background is dancing, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and like when you think of Brooke. Brooklyn Heights, who finds it hard breaking the character, breaking out of um, what to do and just going with the flow. Uh, like when, especially when you brought up in, in the dance world, there is a yeah. right and wrong. The rigidity. Yeah. It's it so yeah. like, it's black and white, especially with ballet. Mm-hmm. There, There is, it's, it's a hard yes and a hard no. Oh. And so then when you have to improv and break free, it's it feels so scary and it's not a familiar space and mm-hmm. I'm not confident in that. 
That was basically her plotline that episode, wasn't it? I think I think most dancers will feel that. Mm. Yeah. So so, but um, but let's let's see how these queens go. Yeah. And let's talk about the first group, Team Jada, which is a Jinx Monsoon. Very little actually happened. Jada, Manet, and Evie Oddly. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to talk about from the workroom. It was very, very short, to be honest. So, who'd you like to start with? I, mean, I just want to say that as a whole, I'm really loving this fairy tale theme, just because I'm I'm a big fan of Disney it's, and Pixar, and it's, yeah. and it, it always just makes me feel just warm when um when I'm thinking about these kind of characters. So very it was it was just really cute. I felt like it was very Shrek in the sense that it was like putting new grown up twists on fairy tale yeah. tropes. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, overall, it was. It was. It was. It was cute viewing. It was, it was cute viewing. I was. I was like really appreciative of the work that the girls put in i enjoyed it it was it was really good in my in my opinion this scene belonged to jinx and evie do you know what i i actually prefer jada's performance to evie's but it feels like we're at least in agreement that well let's talk about jinx then and then we'll get into that okay we'll we'll get into why you're wrong um (laughs) jinx Jinx, is a superstar jinx was just very i think she was very solid in her character she knew exactly who Mm. she was and she knew how to let us know that who she was from the second she came into the workroom and the doors kept closing and she had to keep um, closing it again and again Mm -hmm. she just had me she had me from that moment Everything for her was a yes and she was always adding to. Yes. She was always adding to. She was always helping the plot move along and she adding was. more things to it. The whole reacting to um the big bad wolf mm-hmm. looking himself down there. That was funny. Well that may change things. I didn't know he could I didn't know like, he could do you that. You may just draw out of house. Uh, excuse me, it's sustainable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's very like that, very Gen Z. that social media. Absolutely. Gen Z TikTok. Tumblr, TikTok girl. Tumblr is not Gen Z. It's that's Gen X. It's more Gen it, Yeah. No, no a millennial. Yeah, well, but well, TikTok it's, it's, is the new Tumblr, isn't it? So it's the same sort of vibe in terms of kind of, yes, I'm virtue signaling and I'm sex positive and I've got my only hams. And yeah. It was very, very funny. Um, she interacted perfectly with everybody. I thought she had particularly nice chemistry with Jada. I thought they worked really well together. Some of their interactions. The thing is, I, I think that she created the moment that we love. Like there's a moment where they just become like two gossipy little mm-hmm. teens. Like, oh my God, stop. Yes. And that was initiated again by Jinx. So Jinx was creating these moments and props to Jada for for like reacting and and like kind of connecting to what she yeah. you know, she was she was receiving the volleyball mm-hmm. from Jinx. She was, she was heading she back. Was it back. She, she yeah, was yeah. volleying back. Mm-hmm. Um to use so, some sort of sports metaphor, I don't yeah. really understand. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's the kind of people we are, Tom. Mm. Um just she was just very aware of everything. I mean, when the pip crew dropped the book, she was like, Yeah, right, it's drop the book shocking. <laughs> that was really- you know, everything was a reaction. She was she was not only in them in the scene, she was she was just like really good. Speaking of pit crew, Bruno looked like every furry's fantasy in this. I mean, he's Bruno's just Bruno's Bruno. Bruno's Bruno. Yes. Bruno's not. Uh, Jinx was fantastic. Um, let's go on. You, you enjoyed Evie a lot, so I'll let you wax lyrical about Evie. Evie for me was the the physicality. The, That's what the I saw with Evie physical. Too. Yeah, it was very cartoony. It was very um, Disney's Big Bad Wolf. Very that, that kind yeah. of, but also that you know, like, and when you think of like Jim Carrey and and the um, mm-hmm. the similar sort of physicality. Yeah, it was just it was it was very it was very overly animated and i i really enjoyed that because really in the fairy tale scene um but yeah i think i think that part of it was also really sexy it was the boogeyman well so i i think that's a double-edged sword because while i think evie put in a really great performance and i loved the physicality and yeah the sexy thing again it was really, really similar to the boogeyman for me. I do. She, she in the workroom. She was saying, "Well, I could either go for the boogeyman kind of seventies kind of Lothario thing, or I could do like an old timey gangster thing," which there seemed to be a more positive response to in the room. But she didn't commit to that. I think she. I think that's what she was going off a bit more of. You know, the the whole. She ended up back at Boogeyman. No, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think she had a good combination of both. I mean, selling the mixtape, the whole. You know, it, everything was just quite sexual and I just, like I just a bad boy. That kind of um, 
old-timey gangster things. See, it's just like really, really like distinctive, and I think we would have seen more of it if she was really committing to it. Oh, I, I heard more. Um, oh, come fuck me in the air sometime. <laughs> May Wist than I did. What, what, not what, a sorry, miles who away. are you trying to be? Because I heard May Wist. They're not a million miles away from each other. Weirdly. <laughs> um, uh, well, tell me why you think Jada was um, a, a step above. She just impressed me. I just like, I thought, again, she's very committed to the character. She had some really funny moments. I thought like she was like this Kardashian-esque kind of um, uh, LA girl. Um, and again, I like I liked her, her chemistry with Jing. She did these funny little snort laughs and things. Um, I, I enjoyed her. I just really enjoyed it. And like her responses when Michelle was like, uh, uh, excuse your language. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shitty fucking asshole. I thought that was like good. It was quick. I think that was the only thing that made me chuckle with mm. Jada. I, I, I did love that part. Um, but then for the majority of the scene, I feel like she, um, I mean, she was, she was good, but she just wasn't uh, great. Okay. One person we've not talked about is Monet. Monet kind of ended up playing the straight woman. M- Monet, I don't, I uh, do you know what? She, she kind of took me back to, I mean, you want to talk about Evie playing the same character. Monet was basically the fairy tale pig of the same character she was in Jersey Justice. The person mm. coming in after and saying, no, your honor, that, that person is wrong. She, she basically, I remember in Jersey Justice, she's like, that girl is a nasty whore. She says nasty. She said nasty. And she, in said, the, um, she said nasty yeah, here. She said whore here. She was basically she saying the same thing. as well. The, again, about yes. Cameron, because Cameron had, yes. oh, she sniffed tucking panties. It's like, she nasty, nasty. She nasty. This is like her go-to. Her go-to was that she did the same thing like her character for me was just like i'm pretty sure i've seen her and heard her play this character it's just a bit unfortunate because i i do think that monet's a naturally funny person but she just seems to consistently struggle to shine in these improv challenges and i'd say this is the first week all season as well where monet hasn't like shone too so yeah so, yeah, um, there we go. Should we watch the next scene? Hold on. We have to give it up to the moment afterwards where they meet oh, RuPaul. First of all, what the Ru- that? RuPaul looked Ru- frightening. That was scary. It's like some sort of orc. <laughs> like, what was going on here? This, like, <laughs> I, I need preparation before I bump into that. If I was just to see that, I'd be like, whoa! I think the girls were, the girls were just like, genuinely, like, what the... Um, I just love Jinx's ear falling off so and her just playing that off and asking um, uh, reporter to speak up. I mean, these are, these are the things... The stress of it this all. Is, this is why I tell you, if you want, if you... If you placing bits on someone who can do who can deliver a job mm-hmm. your bits are going to go to that person who you just know and are confident will always deliver it mm-hmm. some people are always hit and miss you know sometimes they get it sometimes they don't like tatiana she got snatch game in season two then she came back for all stars and, and she, she was didn't. just it was just like yeah. what happened so you know you don't want to risk it on Thanks someone so who's high, yes died. and sometimes no yeah, that's yeah. But you're, if you place your bets on Jinx, you always know you'll get the job done. Unless it's a sewing challenge. Yeah, well, you, you wouldn't place bets on that. <laughs> now the next scene is Team Trinity, Raja, Vivian, and Shay, mm-hmm. and they're basically Goldilocks, plus several other characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she done already done had hers as a story about Goldilocks and her boundary issues. I, th- I think they capitalised on the fact that there's a lot of little white blonde girls in fairy tales. Um. Okay. So, so talk to me. What did you? What do you think? I think who, Viv, who were your standouts here? Viv was the shining star of this one for me. Uh, I think she's definitely the most memorable. Viv did super duper well. She worked really hard. She had lots of lines. She improvised a lot, <laughs> as per the brief. She was very funny. She switched accents. She she built on things. I thought Viv was really really fab. Okay. She's she's the winner of this scene for me. Yeah. Okay, um, you're right. The, the, Thank you. I'm right, am I? Well, Viv did work the hardest uh-huh. here. I think she came up with um, a, a character and was ready to, to change the character. Mm. 
to suit where the story was going, um, didn't she? So I, I think she she worked the hardest because she had to keep changing. Yeah, she went from Scottish to Helga from Germany to, <laughs> and she she to, into to Hansel also and Gretel, Gretel from Germany. So like a Valley Girl from it was just like there were Glendale, Glendale. It was just like many accents. So yes, yeah, she did work the hardest. Um, I, I I think she had some great jokes. I liked. <laughs> I bet you think I've got a ginger fanny as well, don't you? Um, her, her Scottish accent was really good. Yeah, leave my thumbs out of this. Um, her accents in general are very, very good. We know that she does a range of characters from, you know, Scylla to Trump to, to everything in between. Um, this is this is a great challenge for Viv, and I was really, really happy to see her do so well. I thought she really shone. I do think Viv, for me, is the one that shone in this group. Definitely. Definitely. I, um, Sh- Shay's character was... Bear. Yeah, I don't... I didn't get I didn't get much. I got Shay. Yeah. I got Shay. I didn't get a huge amount of characterization. I didn't, I didn't get much Shay. from from Shay at all. I could see her trying and I could see her working. Um I've really, really not written much for Shay. I've written kind of she was fine. I mean, yeah. I don't I, I'm sorry, there was nothing for Shay. I mean one line I did like and as a black bear I cannot call animal control. I think that that's, was that really was the, that was probably the only oh, I saw it's them funny, like, oh, I'm yeah, because black bear is a, a thing mm. they exist. So I thought that was cute. I was just trying to think like what is this accent that she's doing and her speech is very like <laughs> I'm thinking kind of, thing. of what to say next. Yeah. And there was I don't know if that was a a, a choice um, a, a vocal choice, mm-hmm. a delivery choice, but for me, it just came across as unsure, yes. and it kind of made me nervous at times listening to her because I know it's improv, and I'm, and I was just like, oh, does she does she know where this is going? Does she know how she's going to respond? Yeah. Um, Raja, uh, as the grandma, I thought was quite solid in her character. She's very committed to the character. She stayed in character. Yes. Viv did make her laugh at one point. She broke character slightly. I liked her look. I think it was a direct reference to um, Aris Apfel. You know, the, the kind of fashion icon older lady. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure, Tom. I, I, like the glasses and the hair and everything's very Aris Apfel. Um, but yeah, she stuck with it. Um, you know, she had the kind of agenda of sort of, you know, I'm her grandmother, I'm exposing her. So she had some funny moments in there. Um, and yeah, she committed really well. Yeah, she committed to her character. She committed to the scene. Trinity comes in, commits to her character. A direct replica of Michelle Visage. Was that organized? I mean, like literally this, the, the girls, same wig, the same outfit as Michelle Visage. Because of what was called for in, in this challenge... These costumes, 99% sure, will have been made for the girls within 24 hours. The roles would have been um, allocated yesterday. They'd have been whipped up by, by the someone, costume yeah. designer guys. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I don't know for sure, but I could guess. Um, and they, they, yeah, it would have been a thing. What I would say is I thought Michelle really honed in on Trinity and gave her the most. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure why. Because they had the same outfit on. And I think that she knew that this is something that could go somewhere. Hmm. Do you just, know? I just felt it, it actually felt biased. I think she was trying to chuck a bone. Because like I said, the same thing that Jinx did with helping move the scene along and giving the scene something to work with. I don't think much of that was happening in the second group. Um hmm. it, uh, that's that's my opinion. I, I I felt like, and I was, but hmm. Okay, Fifi. Fe- How did you feel, Fifi? <laughs> I said I felt. Um, I said I felt a little bit. Um, just yeah, what I've already said. Really, it felt a little bit biased towards giving Trinity more material to work with. Um, but I, but also we could have worked against her as well. I get that they were both witches and they both had the same costumes. Trinity, to her credit was actually one of the funnier girls in the scene, I think. I think she worked well with it. She talked about her house getting eaten, the swing getting eaten and stuff. But, like, Viv riffed off that so well. She was like, so you're both swingers. <laughs> like I said about 
you you saying that she was giving she was a bit, a bit of a bias it could have gone the other way as well with trinity yes. trinity could not have picked it up and it could have been very awkward mm. so props to trinity for really just yes and yes and yes and yes and props to your mama so i mean yeah so yeah i think trinity raja and Sha- and viv were, were solid in this I would think for for me that the the top two would probably I'd be either Viv and Raj or Viv and Trinity from this scene. Yeah, and I'm thinking like overall now that we've seen everything. Yep. For me, for me, before, for you, before we've seen the runways, I would say Viv and, and Jinx are my top two girls. I would say my tops are Jinx, the Big Bad Wolf, and the Viv. I think that's fine. I think for me, there's like two clear top twos and it's Jinx and Viv. And like this season's not really about bottoms. There's no point even talking about that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's see if the runway does anything. Category is spikes on the runway. Spikes. So lots of spiky motifs on the runway. So first up, we have Jade Raffson's Hall. Um, and she describes it herself that she's giving a clear reference to Grace Jones. And I do see that. But she's she's like giving it her own twist because obviously we associate Grace Jones with the classic flat top hairdo. She's made it more spiky. The, the leather jacket ensemble to me is very reminiscent of what Grace Jones wore in the 80s. Um, like when she played Mayday in View to a Kill, these Azadine Alaya are designed uh, leather jackets. There's also like a little touch to me of of eighties Mugler. Don't don't shout at Mugler. me. Mugler, Mugler. So um, because uh, I remember when I, I'm put in mind of when Klaus Nomi performed um, alongside Bowie and Joey Arias uh, to TVC fifteen, um, and they were wearing these Mugler kind of highly structured leather effect kind of looks. Okay, I just think this looks amazing she looks really cool really like cool. the detail the baby hairs the weave mm-hmm. the spikes the outfit the makeup this is just this is perfection to me this Jade is so good got great taste a great viewpoint and her runways are really really consistent she, this is really beautiful i mean the red lip that just really stands out and blends in with the red stripe I, I just think this is amazing the grayscale makeup as well uh, with the red lip like really popping so good. Jinx Monthphone? <laughs> Jinx. Classic Jinx, really. We're seeing um, a classic kind of Jinx um, kind of gown silhouette. Now, she said, she spells it out herself. It's a blend of Norma Desmond and um, Creole DeVille. I guess, you know, Creole DeVille's famed for her love of skinning of exotic animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's as if she skinned a porcupine. Um, so... She gives a lot of Norma Desmond on the runway with her hand movements. It's all very like, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Um, this is really cute. This is very jinx. Um, I like the velour. It looks expensive. Um, um, and this, this, I'm thinking aloud. Um, <laughs> Go on. You tell me what you think then. Um, well, um, um, I, um, um, yeah, that's... Scintillating just, insight there. Thank you very much. We just move letting on you know, one. that's exactly what I hear. Well, no, I think it's nice. I mean, I'm not the one to give too much fashion advice. If you if you want to hear what I, my my thoughts, just look at my Instagram, Spilling the GNT Podcast. You'll hear all my thoughts there. I'm a viral sensation. Uh, I love the wig. It's like it's like Cruella Deville's sister, or like friends. Her redhead sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cruella Deville sort of gone red, Daphne which Guinness I think two is tone. He's absolutely just as dramatic, if not. More Monet Exchange is so she cites Vivian Westwood as a as an inspiration for this. It's kind of vaguely reminiscent, you know, of something we've similar seen similar recently. The the shoulder runway with Willow Pell, which is also very Vivian Westwood spiky haircut. Obviously, mm. Monet wouldn't have known anything about that when she mm. she brought this. This is really cool. I do see the Westwood reference. I also get kind of um, a Richard Quinn kind of feel to it. There's a, a, a there's a couple of shows that Richard Quinn's done, like it's 2020, something like that, that um, had really prominent use of like spikes, especially with with masks, and had like this really fetishy S and M element to it. Uh, one of them. Um, uh, what's it, what's the name? Taste Taste wore um, one of the outfits recently. Um, also a bit chromatica with the mask, a bit Mortal Kombat. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, like Melina. 
Melina, yeah, definitely. By her teeth are coming through the mask. Yes. 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 I think this is a cool look. It's something different for Monet, definitely, to go for something so punky. It's different. It's I not like her it. usual it's, point of reference, so I appreciate her. It's New York goth. I can, I can, in my mind, this is what the New York goth scene looks like. Okay, okay. I mean, I've never been in New York. I would love to go, though. I would love to go to New York. I heard it smells delicious. <laughs> we got Evie Oddly. Evie's giving me Scyther from Pokemon vibes. What do mm. you think? That, that's kind of all I see. I'm getting Scyther. I'm getting like that polio look that Max did. I'm getting yeah. Onyx from Espana from um, season yeah. two. This is really, really cool. It's very out of the box. It's very strange, very different. Bit of a Xenomorph from the Alien franchise as well with the spikes in the back. I'm also getting a bit of Dela season six, the, um, the, the fly. She, okay. had, she had the same arm type thing and she was very, very um, animated with it. Yeah. Uh, she's a, th- those heels are, make, are forcing her to walk on point. Do you notice? I think those heels are amazing. The, yeah. This is. It makes her, her legs look freakishly long like yeah. a praying mantis. Very praying mantis. Very scythe. Very um, starship troopers as well. The creatures from that. This is really, really cool. It's very it Evie Oddly. It's so like strange and cool. And there's this performative aspect. I, I just want. I, I want to throw a pokeball at it. Well, this would high, have really high attack. I want to throw sp- balls at it. I'm sure she'd love it. <laughs> Trinity the Tuck. This is to me. Uh, I mean, my eternal vampire reference is always Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola movie, because the the costume design by Eiko Ishioka was just so, so sumptuous and amazing. And to me, this does give me a bit of a blend of uh, Gary Oldman's Dracula character and Lucy Westenra, uh, who's just sumptuous and gorgeous in, in that film. Uh, that that's what I see. Uh, what do you see? I think clever use of the spike motif with a stake through the heart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think that it's clever with the stake. <laughs> I just think that Trinity is just a drag queen's drag queen. There's so much work she, gone into this. She like she lives and breathes drag. The 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 detail and the love and the like how fanatical she is with it. Mm. Like she walks in the other time with a whole like train on the runway, a literal train. And then we got this with a big train and the, and the big lapoof and then the the everything is just so high art. It's so some, it's so big with her. Yeah, it's very grand, very over the top, very up. The the corset, the detail on that is amazing. The the ruffle behind it to me is quite reminiscent of Schiaparelli. Yeah. Um, and uh, which in itself is a little bit reference uh, to, well, she, again, she wouldn't have known this, but it's reminiscent of um, Frida Kant's vampire makeover on Italy. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and that train, you, you only really appreciate the train when she's walking away, but the stained glass element is so beautiful. Yeah. So uh, much work which is going, going back to, the, like I said, the, the detail and how just fanatical she is with everything. I remember in season nine, she says at times she had to decide whether to pay her rent Mm -hmm. or whether she wanted to buy more drag (laughs) and she would always buy more drag. And you know what? I, I believe her. I think her whole life is drag and the passion and love and how much she gives to it is what we see. And it's, this is great. She's truly committed to the art form. She is. I love that stained glass window train. It's very, um, reminiscent of that that Gautier uh, Virgin Mary runway. Now Viv walks out, and I love this ensemble. Slightly unfortunate, it's the second Catwoman we've seen in in two weeks, but this is beautifully done. The whole ensemble is so reminiscent of Michelle Pfeiffer in Tim Burton's Batman Forever. Right? Are you seeing that as well? Mm. But I love. This, I'm just agreeing, Tom. I don't know what you're talking about. This sea, the sea foam sort of powder blue color scheme with the spikes is gorgeous now i think that has come from um the the gucci fall 2019 collection where a lot of the models wore masks and some of them had these spikes and these um uh this color scheme this sort of uh sea foamy powder blue I my my in my head what I'm thinking is Viv saw the spikes there and thought right I'm gonna take that concept and really really run with it and turn the whole costume into kind of like a mask and it was like a bit Catwoman as well so overall I mean she's loving these um 
these platform boots this season as well, isn't she? It's like, you know, when Mystique transforms into yeah, someone and her the whole body becomes scales over, and yeah. like spikes. That's kind of like mid-transition, mm. what I'm seeing here in Vivian's look. Tom, which outfit would you wear to a fancy dress party? Vivian's or uh, Shay's from last week? Personally, this one. I love the, this color scheme is, is completely... I love powder blue, seafoam green, mm. teal. I love the color. That's what sells it to me. Me too. I mean, if I got into a fight, I would sit on them and that would kill them with all the spikes. <laughs> I, I would be so confident. I'm like, what did you call me? Excuse me? And then I'll just hug them do and you, then they'll die. Do you notice, and this is a safety precaution, I'd imagine, the spikes are missing from the very side of the corset because otherwise she'd scratch her arms, wouldn't she? Do you okay. notice? They're all the, but then it creates a lovely detailing at the front and at like a focus of the detail. Uh, so good, Viv. This is so good. Well done, you love. I think Viv has wonderful taste as well. She's not had a single bad week on the runway. Raja. Raja is just giving me Southeast Asian superheroine warrior princess. I don't know what else to say, but futurism in there as well. This is so arty. I love it. So fantastical. She could be like a Frazetta girl. You know, it's from that kind of like fantasy universe to me. I agree. She looks like a Thailand, like a temple. Yeah. And she just looks like art come to life and is now a badass bitch and will kill you. <laughs> Climb some bitch ready to rock the runway I and kill you. Is, this is this is really this is awesome. So good. Uh, I love the kind of lavender lilac with the gold as well. It's a really nice color scheme. She looks beautiful, and I especially love the chains. Mm. It's just that's just that's just art. Someone should yes, draw so that. that. This should be a portrait. Oh, will be. There look at some, that. Just look at it. There are some amazing that's a, artists out there who will do this. this that's a badass, but the details, the every everything. Mm. I, I love. I love seeing Raja walk the runway. I oh, really do. She's a feast for the eyes. Last but not least, we have Shea Coulee. Um what my main thing that I see actually in terms of the silhouette, because there's spikes in this train, it reminds me of um the the look that Kamara Hall wore, which was the uh, Dragon Barbie inspired look, the Bob Mackie Dragon Barbie, but it's more futuristic. Um, there's lots of cutouts which remind me of Namilia, uh, the the design house that that do these kind of like motocross like sexy designs with lots of cutouts. And it's very futuristic. She's very like a alien queen, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you think? Personally, it's not to my taste, but I want to remind everyone I don't have taste. I can see why it wouldn't be to your taste, to be honest. I think this could be a bit of a divisive look, definitely. Yeah, it's compared to everything that I've seen. The bodice is very Abraham Levy to me, that kind of metallic bodice. He's a popular designer among the queens. Um, very committed to the look anyway. She could barely walk in the sort of hobble silhouette. Talk to me, Tom. Does this change? Who are the tops? I think it's got to be Jinx and, and Viv. It really has. And Viv's runway is one of the best up there. So that further solidifies her position. For I think. me, it doesn't change. It, it's definitely either. It's definitely Jinx and the Viv or and um, Evie. And it's a combination of those three. And I'm not mad at which. But no, I think Jinx needs to be in the top. Definitely. Jinx is such a strong performer. But um, Vivian and Evie. Let's as remember well. if Jinx is in the top two, she will not be. Uh, winning a oh, she won't get a she, she won't get a repeated badge, but she'll get ten thousand pounds. I think <laughs> she'll <laughs> think, be all right. I think she'll be she'll okay. Be right. Yeah, she'll live. Let's see. <laughs> the top two all stars of the week is obviously Jinx Monsoon and Vivian. Well, you know, I predicted it accurately. Frankly. I'm happy with that. I mean, I'm very happy. I'll be that. angry if I was Jinx. I think I think if I was Jinx, I would have been angry when they told me what the Mexi stage challenge was. Well, when they said, oh, that's an improv th this week, I would have looked at Jada and I would have been like, you bitch. She's the second girl who's been blocked from getting a star by yeah. the plunger system. So, you know, drama's unfolding, stakes are building. Uh, you know what? I don't think there is drama. I think that these these queens are just... And it's RuPaul's best friend race. I do agree. Because do agree. no one's going home. I think that's changed things. There's and so I think, much love and respect yeah. in the room. And I love to see that. What I'm saying is like, 
the the plunger is like an attempt to cause a bit of drama and who knows it might boil over one day the lip sync so uh let's talk about the lip sync for me i want to say that uh i think that the vivian's the winner in my mind it was a whitney heart. song that i wasn't familiar with but... through my eyes Yes, all of your senses, frankly. Yeah. Um, I, I completely agree. I think Vivian killed this. I think she had just the right level of kind of like little little fun tricks and gimmicks, but she embodied the song. Um, I really, really enjoyed her performance. Jinx did fab. I actually thought her garment choice for the lip sync was a, a, perhaps not the best. She was a bit constricted by that column dress, I thought. I, I think that Jinx was comfortable dancing in that because she okay. knew that the movement she wanted to give to the song mm-hmm. wouldn't be affected by it. I think like uh, Vivian's wheelhouse is kind of like high energy 80s pop. So I think like, this was in Vivian's wheelhouse also. Definitely. I think that um, the the jacket, the reveal, the, the fringe. I mean, when yeah. you got fringe on you mm-hmm. and you're dancing, it's, it's already game over. It's been such a good episode for Viv and I've been so happy to see it because I've been wanting for her to just like get her recognition for the past few weeks. And this has been a wonderful episode for her. I've no doubt that she's won this. She should have won it. She, she deserves it. She was a great dancer. She was a great mm-hmm. mover. She was... Um, a lovely lovely to watch lovely Lo- lots of energy mm-hmm. lots of enthusiasm lots of passion in the movements it was it was great it was high energy it was confident and yes. and my eyes went to her more Constantly. yes yeah and i'm thinking Drawn if i was in her. a club which performance would i want to see and it would be vivian's so and like i mean a- you know what give her this damn badge and give her some money because she has won the whole series and got nothing from it. Absolutely. So this, give her at least 10,000. And let her hand out a plunger. Yeah. Vivian's won. She has indeed. We are happy. She is doing the UK proud. Our Scouse Queen is yes. representing. $10,000 richer. I mean, Good for her. she must be like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> Literally the most you get money from the show? I never, <laughs> I, I never heard of that. And she blocked Monet. Would you have blocked Monet? I think, you know, using the kind of art, if it's not very fair to block somebody who's not got a star, so that kind of rules out Raja and Evie. Um, yeah, go for it. Somebody's got a star and Monet hadn't been blocked yet. It was kind of between Jada and Monet. Yeah. Monet's such an all-rounder. I feel like she's due another win soon. So sure, block her. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, mm. It's definitely someone who is a star. Yeah. Uh, great. Next week is going to be, from what we saw, like a, a graduation speech or something <laughs> along the lines of that. It's some sort of stand-up comedy set. Yeah, that's, that's kind of valedictorian. I don't really know. We'll if, find out I more about really it. I don't really know what a valedictorian is. We'll we don't find out more about that next week. So the only ones without a star at the stage is Raja and Evie. Evie Oddly. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's okay. Ooh. Do you know what? I think I looked it up and I, there's quite a few episodes this season. I feel like everybody's going to get their recognition Good. at some point. Good. Okay. Well, then make sure you join us for that. Okay. Everyone, you, I, I, Tom, will here. you be here? I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll with your ums and oohs and ha and mm. I'll scribble it in my diary. Great. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. You know where we are. You know when we come out. ASAP. Yes. That's the answer. We come out ASAP. Mm-hmm. As soon as the episode's out <laughs> and as soon as we can do it. Um, follow us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to email, write a review. Email. Yeah. Do Tom. we have email? Email. Email. Um, L. Send a post via L. Um, <laughs> Send a raven. Yeah. Um, page us. Page Send us. Um, yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, this bowler. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.